Yo, what up, Cloudy Society fam? It's Ace at Bravo. Bring you guys CloudyCast episode 28. Last week, I didn't do a podcast. I just put like one new post up on the website. But uh, with all these fucking changes and different things that I'm trying to do and just implement them last minute, I decided to give myself a little fucking little breather, you know what I mean? Um, and kind of gather all my fucking thoughts and, and different things that I want to do with this shit. So back today episode 28 of the cloudy cast and i got two uh, dope articles one is uh from uh leafly at 1 p.m if you've been listening to the podcast episodes i've been uh getting a lot of articles off there i think they got some good shit on there that's that's just me plus i mean I, i'm always learning some shit and i'm pretty sure unless you fucking know everything in the goddamn world you're learning some shit too so first um article I'm going to go over is going to be the one off Leafly, and it is, the title of this one is going to be, uh, it's a part, it's a two-part series, which is dope, and um, I'll probably do the other one next week on the next podcast episode, uh, but this one is try these uh, strains for daytime sessions. So every kind of strain is different, which means the best time to consume each strain will vary too. Some strains can help you wake up, while others will put you to sleep. Some terpene profiles will sharpen your focus, while others will let you uh, let your mind drift freely and de-stress. Uh, though you may wish to tweak your personal consumption strategy depending on your schedule, the following the following guide offers a few things to think about when choosing which strains to consume, as well as a few specific strain suggestions for morning, midday, and mid-afternoon consumption. Experiment with these and other cannabis varieties until you find the perfect sequence to fit your day-to-day life. If you do this shit, let me know how it works for you. I haven't, like I said, a lot of the times when I'm doing these fucking articles, um, I'll kind of skim through it, you know what I mean? Um, Kind of do some headline reading, just read the titles of them. So I usually do a first-time read-through with you guys. And um, so let's see, I wonder if I've tried any of these strains or maybe y'all have. And let me know what y'all thought. So, uh, best morning strains. I've definitely tried this one. Uh, you know those days when all you want to do is hit snooze over and over again. The right cannabis can counteract that. In the morning, look for something that'll help you wake up, getting you energized and excited for the day ahead. Jack Herrera. Uh, the most common terpenes in this strain. And again, if you guys have been listening to the other podcast or been reading up on cannabis or listening to shit somewhere else, um, terpenes are the main thing that... Um, scientists that study this stuff uh have said that that have the the effect of the high on your on either like a heady high or body high so the most common terpenes in jack herrera are terp uh and and excuse me if i butchered these and um so terpenaline and carophylline so the cannabis profile is 15 to 20 percent on average of thc um so a classic strain with dependably uplifting effects, Jack Herrera can easily function as a caffeine alternative or complement. On any morning, you need an extra boost to get going. Its earthy, piney aromas provide a soothing aromatherapeutic uh, buzz to help coax you fully into wakefulness. So Jack Herrera could be one that wakes your ass up. Um, another one was going to be Green Crack. I've tried both of these fuckers. Uh, most common terpenes are myrcene and carifaline. Uh, the cannabis profile THC dominant 15-18% on average. So named for its signature kick of energy, Green Crack is a great AM strain for many reasons. Uh, chief among them its ability to fend off stress and fatigue for hours while sharpening focus. Its fruity mix of flavors 
is laden with mango, making this chain ideal for a wake and bake alongside a balanced breakfast. So, uh, Dutch treat. I'm not sure if I've tried this one. I can't remember. I don't think so. Uh, so, the terpenes in this one are going to be terpenaline and uh, myrcene. So, it's uh, THC dominant 17 to 22% on average. For anyone who's not naturally a morning person, yep, I'm raising my hand to this ubiquitous Amsterdam fa uh, fave acts fast to make the wake-up process painless, simultaneously uplifting, uplifting and relaxing. Dutch treat is a perfect morning strain for weekdays and weekends alike. So those are the morning strains. We got Jack Herrera, Green Crack, uh, Dutch Treat. Uh, so best midday strains. Uh, right around high noon, you're looking for a strain that'll keep you coasting through your day and stave off any possibility of an early afternoon slump. We love these three. <clears throat> lemon Kush. I love me some Lemon Kush, that's for damn sure. Uh, most common terpene is Myrcene. THC dominant 17 to 21% on average. Many, if not most, aspects of everyday life call for creative problem solving, and Lemon Kush offers a shortcut to that. Perfect balance of creativity and positive thinking. If you know you'll be facing a tricky task during the afternoon, consider a quick hit of Lemon Kush around lunchtime. Uh, CBD critical mass. Most common terpene is Myrcene. Balanced THC, CBD dominant 5-7% to 7 THC on average, 8-11% to 11 CBD on average. Um, that's some shit that I would definitely want to try. Uh, thanks to cannabinoid profile dependably uh, expressing high levels of CBD, CBD critical mass is popular for addressing stress and physical pain while maintaining a high functioning state of mental clarity. If too much THC makes it tough for you to focus, try a puff or two of CBD critical mass around midday. I need to try that shit one of these days. <laughs> Uh, best afternoon strains uh, let's see here as work gives you a way to recreation uh, it's 420 oh shit wait hold on let me go backwards backwards so the two midday are going to be CBD critical mass and lemon kush so far the only one that I can't think I've ever tried is a CBD critical mass uh, so let's see best afternoon strains now as work gives you uh, gives way to recreation it's 420 somewhere the best afternoon strains after tailored to your specific plans, whether that means meeting up with friends, diving into personal projects, or simply heading home to hang on your own after a long day of work. Uh, you could go with Candyland. Candyland is uh, carophylline, limonene, and humulene. Those are the dominant terpenes there. Uh, cannabinoid profile, THC dominant 16 to 22% on average. The sweet smelling Candyland pairs as naturally with friendly conversation as it does with creative individual pursuits like painting, writing, or making music. Whether you're meeting up uh, with others or unwinding on your own time, it's hard to go wrong with the cheerful, open-minded strain during the afternoon. Or a fucking podcast, you know? Uh, so next one, Candyland. Uh, next one is Blueberry. Blueberry, uh, most common terpenes, Mercine, Carifeline, uh, THC dominant 14 to 19% on average. For traditional 420 sesh, bring a legendary strain like Blueberry to share. Blueberry's storied history goes back to the 1970s, and there's reason it has pop it's as popular today as it was then its effect profile is dominant by relaxation and happiness making this a great strain to share with your friends or enjoy on your own as you transition away from the workday uh, definitely tried the blueberry um candyland i've tried candyland the only one is what's it called but i never really thought about the highs but they sound i know lemon kush was good for me i wasn't all fucking lazy and going to bed and shit Green Crack, um, Jack Herrera, that's more of an up one, two, Dutch Treat, um, 
yeah, I mean, these are all good strains for damn sure. Uh, if you guys want the link to this article, hit me up anywhere on social. If you guys try these and haven't, or you already have, uh, let me know what you guys thought. You know what I mean? If it worked for you guys, I feel like this is pretty fucking on point. Uh, the next article I am going to go over is the 1.37 p.m. article. Uh, and that is, this one is called or titled, um, These Universities Now Offer Classes in Cannabis. Um, so, I, I mean, I can see it coming. It's going to keep happening. A whole bunch of good changes coming. As far as that goes, I strongly have a feeling that it'll be federally legal here real soon. Um, so, we'll see where that goes. So, um, as of 2019, the legal cannabis industry has been responsible for creating an impressive 211,000 jobs in the United States. 211,000 jobs. Just imagine when everybody else fucking starts doing this shit. With Leafly reporting that the cannabis workforce increased 20% in 2017 alone, gaining another 44% in 2018, at least 20% growth in jobs is expected by the end of 2019. That would represent a 110% growth in cannabis jobs in just three years. Uh, consequently, universities across the country are acknowledging the importance of tapping into the world of cannabis in a bid to prepare students for this developing and career promising industry. Here's a list of the universities currently offering classes in cannabis. University of California, Davis, UC Davis. Uh, so the class is called uh, Physiology of Cannabis, designed for students in the biological sciences. The three unit undergraduate course covers the biology of cannabis and cannabinoids as well as their physiological, feel, physiological effects in multiple systems, underlying mechanisms and therapeutic values. It also surveys the history of cannabis use, covers the endocannabinoid system, and discusses potential medical targets for cannabis and their relative effectiveness. So it's going to cover uh, the history of cannabis use, endocannabinoid system, and potential medical targets for cannabis and their relative effectiveness. This course is one of the few uh, taught on an American college campus with a dedicated theme on the biology, uh, physiology, and uh, medicinal effects of cannabis and cannabinoids, said you. Uh, uh, Yu Feng Lin, an associate professor of physiology and membrane biology at UC Davis School of Medicine, who is teaching the course. So Yu Feng Lin is the fucking teacher or professor at that school for that class. Lin, who also has a joint appointment in the Department of Anesthesiology and Pain Medicine, is preparing a similar course specifically for UC Davis uh, medical students. Next one is going to be Cornell University. Uh, the class is called Cannabis, Biology, Society, and Industry. Cornell, uh, one of the most recent universities to adopt the cannabis class, fully recognizes the potential this industry has, noting in their class description that the medical marijuana industry in the United States is estimated at $6.7 billion and is expected to grow to over $10 billion by 2021. Let's see. Uh, Cornell students who enroll in this class will learn about the historical importance of cannabis in the development of medicines, textiles, paper construction, materials, and foods, as well as cultural, religious, and recreational uses. So there's a lot of shit you can learn in this class. Um, uh, they'll also learn about farming and cultivation and the challenges the cannabis industry faces as it evolves. Uh, Carlin S. Buckler, an associate professor of practice with Cornell University School of Integrative Plant Science created the course to help students garner more skills within the cannabis industry. 
Uh, the Ithaca Times reported Buckley tells the Ithaca Times. Uh, the potential of profitability of this industry is clear, but the obstacles to its economic and industrial development are significant and include established better agricultural supply chains, breeding research to develop more vigorous and disease-resistant varieties, refining improving farming practices, practices as well as policy and legal challenges associated with cannabis. Um, next school is going to be Ohio State University, Mortis College of Law. That's interesting. So this class is going to teach is called uh, Marijuana Law, Policy and Reform. The class examines the social and historical backdrop of intoxicant prohibition. The class examines the social and historical backdrop of intoxicant prohibition. Notice how they fucking put that. And assesses the legal reforms and political debates now surrounding the control and regulation of marijuana use. The professor, Douglas A. Berman, a Harvard Law School graduate, is an avid speaker on cannabis legalization and reform. In an interview with the Cannabis Law Report, Berman expressed his standpoint on the topic of nationwide legalization. I'm inclined to predict that we're going to continue seeing an evolution in state laws that are more permissive of a range of marijuana use rather than sticking with traditional prohibition, he said. Next is going to be the University of Washington. This class is uh, called Medicinal Cannabis and Chronic Pain. Developed specifically for healthcare professionals, this class presents current information and clinical practice guidelines on the use of uh, medicinal cannabis for the treatment of chronic pain. The class is divided into two modules, Medicinal Cannabis Education for Clinicians and Medicinal Cannabis uh, Best Practices. The goal of this program is to increase students' awareness of options to treating pain and other uh, medical conditions and to decrease unnecessary suffering among people living with chronic pain in the state of Washington. The project aims to provide information and educate about uh, medical conditions for those of which medicinal cannabis is or is not recommended, side effects, and other risks. So next we got Stockton University. The class is called Cannabis Studies. This interdisciplinary uh, minor in cannabis studies offers students a foundation for understanding the bargaining cannabis industry. This minor arguably offers students the most in-depth insight and hands-on experience in the cannabis industry. Students will have to take classes focusing on issues such as uh, the legal, social justice, health, financial, and economic implications of legalized marijuana for both medical and recreational use. Students will also study the history of marijuana legalization and what business opportunities have developed or could develop in the future. Uh, additionally, students are also required to secure an internship with the cannabis industry. That's pretty dope. I'm telling you, I mean, all these fucking, like, successful entrepreneurs talk about this shit. Like, the best thing to do is fucking, is, is work for free, which is pretty much what a fucking internship is. Get your fucking hands dirty. So that's cool. Uh, so, uh, this is a growing industry, and we want to prepare our students for a variety of academic viewpoints. Uh, program coordinator, um, Ekaterna Sedia said. So, uh, that's it for the two articles today. Um, as I told you guys before I started this episode, I hadn't, I, I didn't do no podcast, just did one, uh, website post last week, because I was, you know what I mean, letting my fucking creative fucking brains go, I was doing too much, there's so much fucking going on, so, Got some exciting stuff going. I know I said it a lot, but I actually did some shit to 
to prepare myself for that. So if you haven't checked out the website in a minute, go ahead and do that. That'd be appreciated. Uh, CloudSociety.com. As always, you can always reach me anywhere on social at the ASAP Bravo. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode of the Cloudy Cast. Until next motherfucking Monday, enjoy the rest of your fucking evening. Peace.